Well, I'm excited about today's message, and I believe with all my heart, it's a it's a it's a, a message that speaks directly to each family that's watching today. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity we have to study your word today. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your help in delivering this message. And Holy Spirit, your help to help us have ears to hear the message today. I thank you for the presence of God. I thank you that in the midst of everything that's going on, I thank you that your word will be clear. Your word will be a, a word in due season for each one of us, for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want us to learn today some very important life lessons from Noah. You might think, Noah? Noah? Yes, Noah. Noah has some amazing truths in, in his life that I believe really translate well into helping us in our family life and to help us to be strong. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 14, God begins to instruct Noah on how to build an ark. He says this in Genesis 6, 14, So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. In Hebrews chapter 11, the author there uh, writes and recalls um, the instructions that was given to Noah. And it says this in Hebrews 11, 7. Here's our key verse. And it's a very important verse. So listen very carefully as we set up um, this important family message today. Hebrews 11, verse 7 says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Prepared an ark for the saving of his household. I believe it's important that we understand how Noah saved his family. Here's our big takeaway for today. Man, this is an important one, so please listen very carefully. Write it down if you can. Take a picture of it because it's one of those takeaways that need to stay with you because it's going to help focus you in the midst of everything that's going on around us today. So here's our big takeaway. Making godly decisions for your family's stability is not just about today. It's about your family's future and it's about your forever. You can see already how important this is going to be that we understand God's purpose and plan on how to prepare to, to save our families. Now, one man was given a command by God as the head of his home and was told, you are responsible for your wife and for your children being saved. That's powerful. Noah, your choices are going to affect others. Noah, what you're going to do has profound ramifications upon your entire family. Noah, if your family's going to be saved, you need to do what I command you to do. Listen, if a family had to be saved by the head of the house, by obeying God and preparing an ark back in Noah's day, listen, then here in the 21st century, right, it's a, take a given that we as men must step up and boldly obey God to build an ark for the saving of our families. 
It's time for fathers everywhere to realize that we have a major role to play to make sure our families are safe and secure and on their way to heaven. Parents, single parents, our greatest responsibility and challenge today is raising up our children in the fear of the Lord. So important that we understand this. How many would agree today that it's never seemed like the, the challenge to raise our children has never been greater, right? Um, it, it is absolutely uh, an, a crazy time, but such a vital time that we get our focus and we get our focus on God because it's so challenging these days to raise our sons and daughters. Now, Mark Twain said this. He said, when a child turns 12, you should put him in a barrel, nail the lid, and feed him through the knot hole. When he turns 16, plug the hole. <laughs> well, I, obviously, he must have had some challenging days with some teenagers uh, because of what he says. For my wife and I, the greatest joy and the greatest challenge of our lives has been the parenting of our children. Yes, the greatest joy and the greatest challenge. I'm sure you will agree, every parent that's watching. So let's talk about this. Four life-saving lessons from Noah. Four life-saving lessons from Noah. Number one, Noah understood his responsibilities. Noah understood his responsibilities. The thing that impressed me and impresses me about Noah is Noah understood his role. He understood his responsibilities. God has ordained and established a pattern for the home. Dads, we shouldn't be sitting on the spiritual sidelines, if you will, letting moms do all the spiritual work, filling our children with truth and direction. It's not just mom's job. Thank God she's doing it, but dads, we have to be involved also. Do it together and communicate loud and clear to your children. We are one united front. Mom and dad are going in the same direction and there is no division in this house. Dads, it's never been more important for you to read your Bible um, in front of your children and read the Bible to your children to be an example of how to live right and treat people right. And dads, don't tell them what to do. Show them how to do it. Lead the way. You might think, well, come on, pastor. I work hard. I work hard to provide for my family and I maintain the house and I'm the master griller at my house. Well, all those things are super important, no doubt about it. But it's not all that we are supposed to be doing. It's not the pastor's job. It's not the uh, youth ministry job. It's not the children ministry's job um, to raise our children. It's absolutely the job of every family member to make sure that we press in to God's purpose and plan uh, for our family. This is why we can't put it on cruise control today. Man, today is just so crazy. We just can't kind of put it on cruise control and let everybody else do all the work for us. No, it doesn't work that way. Hebrews chapter 11, um, where we list the hall of heroes of faith, right there near the top of the list 
is a man named Noah. Noah wasn't there because he was a successful businessman. Noah wasn't there because he saw um, thousands of people come to Christ through his ministry. Noah wasn't there because he was a, a famous author or a New York best-selling list. No, he was on the list because he obeyed God and prepared a way for the saving of his household. When judgment came down, his entire family went up. Listen very carefully. I want you to understand that when you step up and make it your personal mission to prepare a way for your family, in God's eyes, you are a great success. In God's eyes, you are a great success when you have determined to make sure that your family is safe and secure. So many other things might not be a success in our lives. So many other things that people try to tell us, you know, if you just did this, that would make you a success. If you did, did that, um, then you would be you know, considered a great success. But you have to learn a great lesson here from Noah because Noah prepared an ark for his family because it was a responsibility and a priority in his life. In God's eyes, he was a great success. Noah built something that would enable his family to rise above the disaster that was about to fall all around them, right? So the, the boat he built was a boat that God gave him specific instructions on how to build. But just because he prepared a way for his family is no guarantee that his family would cooperate. The Bible records that Noah actually went to every member of his household and asked them to decide to get in the boat. See, parents, you are not responsible if your children decide not to get in the boat, but it is your responsibility to build it and to show them the way. Wow, that is so important. Please understand the, the importance of your responsibility of building this boat and showing them the way. They have to choose. You can't choose for them. Every parent must understand, I can't make my children live for Jesus, but I am required to proactively, with much prayer and hard work, establish my family's culture that communicates loud and clear as Joshua did to his family. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And that's so important that you recognize how valuable that is, that mindset, that, that culture, that you set that environment for your family so that your children can make the right choice. But whatever your children, whatever your family's strategy might be, listen, dad, lead the way. Lead the way. Why? Because your wife is counting on you. Your children are counting on you. And God is counting on you. So number one, Noah understood his responsibilities. Number two, Noah did exactly what God told him to do. That's very important. That's huge. Noah did exactly what God told him to do. I want you to notice that God gave Noah specific defined directions on how to build the ark. Now, God knew that Noah wasn't a shipbuilder. God knew that Noah didn't know how to build a ship. 
right, to save his families. God knows our children don't come with instructions. And so many of us have no clue what we're doing sometimes in certain seasons of life and attitudes and, and hormones and challenges that come up. No, there's no instructions for this. So Noah, I know you've never been a shipbuilder, so I'm going to give you some very clear, defined instructions. We read those in Genesis chapter 6, starting at verse 15. It says this, Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Man, that's pretty specific, don't you think? Do it exactly as I tell you, Noah. And guess what? He did it like he was told, like he was commanded. And thank God the outcome came out good. Don't worry about who mocks you, Noah, um, who ridicules you. Don't be swayed by others' opinions on how other boat builders say it should be built. Oh, come on, Noah. That's the old way of building boats. We don't do that way now. We, it's a different day. We build them differently. No, Noah, stick to the original blueprint. Follow my instructions. The boats I build will stand the test of time. See, if he would have built, built it his own way and maybe only built it 250 feet long and 450 feet um, uh, in, in a different direction and only four stories instead of, you know, doing four stories instead of three, the thing would have collapsed. So it was specific on what it was that he was supposed to build. See, Genesis 6.22 says it wonderfully. And I believe that that's important that this is being said over each household. Genesis 6.22 says, so Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Wow. He did it exactly. He did it with great um, um, insight and he was exact in what the Lord's command was. And that made such a difference. Amen. See, he, he did it that way. And because he did it God's way, listen, um, his family was saved and doing it God's way is still the secret to making sure our families are saved. There are some things that if you're going to do this and you represent a Christian home, you're, you're not going to get a vote on certain things. You're not. There are some things that are just non-negotiable for your family. You got to settle this in your heart. Certain moral and ethical values that just cannot be compromised on. Remember, we are serious about saving our families. See, God had a specific blueprint in mind. And I, I know there are plenty of opinions out there today um, and they can be found everywhere, right? But remember, our goal is not to build a cruise ship just for fun and popularity down here but to build an ark that is purposely designed, right? Purposely designed to get the, your entire family to heaven. Have some standards. Draw the line and then hold the line. Let me say that again. Have some standards. Draw the line, mom and dad. Draw the line, dad. Draw the line, mom. And then 
hold the line. This takes courage, requires a made-up mind, it requires moms and dads everywhere being on the same page, working together, right, for the same goal, consistency, united, focused on the end results. There's a lot at stake here. Parents don't undercut each other, right? Don't, don't do that. Get on the same page. Um, and, and you don't need to say, well, you know, I want to be popular, and so I'm going to bend this way, and I want to I be cool, and I want to do it this way and that way. Um, and we need to recognize that many, many pressures are on us. Our children put pressure on us. Um, other families put pressure on us. Other children, friends of your children, right? But dad, everybody's going to be there, right? But mom, everybody is wearing it. How many times have we heard those kinds of things? Draw the line, parents. You got to say it, declare it, and be bold about it. Listen, we don't watch that stuff in this house. We don't listen to that in this house. We don't dress like that in this house. We don't act like that in this house. We don't talk like that in this house. We don't allow those kinds of attitudes in this house. We don't scream and yell at each other in this house. Settle the issue once and for all. Settle the issues of church, tithing, serving, loving others, living holy, respect, honor, character, and integrity. Settle it, right? Settle it once and for all. Draw the line and hold the line. Sometimes you're going to go through seasons where it seems like all you're saying is no, 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 no. Oh my goodness, we've gone through those seasons. Do you want to be popular with your kids or popular with God? We're talking about something so important today. We're talking about making sure your family is safe, that your family makes it to heaven, that your family is saved. That's so vital. We're talking about something that is so crucial in, in, in your everyday life. So, number one, Noah understood his responsibilities. Number two, Noah did exactly what God told him to do. Number three, Noah had to step up and make some wise choices. Absolutely. He had to step up and make some wise choices. God didn't say that the you know, elephants should be on the second floor and the lions on the third floor and the noisy monkeys in the back of the first floor and your family on the other side of the first floor. No, God wanted Noah to make up his mind about certain things. He wanted Noah to use some of his common sense. He wanted Noah to make a demand on the wisdom of God. He wanted Noah to make sure, Noah, I'm, I'm going to give you the, the, the macro, but I'm going to rely on you. Make sure you do your part to listen to God, your part to read God's Word, your part to do certain things that would great, bring great wisdom into some other non-specific things. Amen. God said, there are some specific things I want you to do, and there are some non-specific things that I need you to have the wisdom of God on how to do. He wanted Noah to spend some time with him. He wanted Noah to get some insight in certain areas. I'm sure he wanted Noah to spend some time with Mrs. Noah, right? To get her insight. Come on, dads, right? Come on, fathers, um, to learn and to, to grow. This is, a, this is a, a teamwork thing. This is partnership here, absolutely. Parents, there are a lot of choices to be made. 
There are so many choices out there, and that's why the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. That's why the Word of God needs to be alive in you. That's why you need to be led by your Spirit. That's why you need to have the right friends and go to the right um, uh, life group and make sure that you are praying and studying and, and opening up your heart. There's so much at stake. See, the Holy Spirit wants to guide you in everyday life. He wants to show you how to do um, what is important for you so you can have the confidence to make right choices for your family. Amen. Parents, you cannot save your family without a relationship with the Holy Spirit and God's Word. Amen. There is way too much at stake. And so it's important that we use everything that's available to us as children of God. So number one, Noah understood his responsibilities. Number two, Noah did exactly what God told him to do. Number three, Noah had to step up and make some wise choices. And last but not least, number four, Noah's purpose was crystal clear. Noah's purpose was crystal clear. Amen. The other thing that I noticed that's so important about Noah's boat was this. It was not the most beautiful thing to ride around in. No, it wasn't. It was made out of gopher wood or cypress wood. It was in essence a three-story floating barge covered in black pitch which was a thick, sticky tar uh, that wasn't very attractive. Remember what this boat was for. It wasn't for cruising around the Caribbean. It wasn't for racing. It wasn't for deep sea fishing. This boat was designed, listen, this boat was designed for a flood. This boat was designed for difficult days. This boat was designed for an onslaught of, of opportunities and an environment that was overwhelming, right? And it sounds so much like our environment today. This boat was designed for a flood. Listen, I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have or what you own or who you know. There comes to every home and every family a flood, no doubt. Isaiah put it this way in Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood. Oh my, let me tell you something. The enemy will come in like a flood. The enemy will do its best to disrupt. The enemy will do its best to overwhelm you and to cause you to say, I don't know how to do this. I'm, I'm way in over my head. Yeah, welcome to the rest of us who truly understand how true that is as we look around and listen to the news and, 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 and the environment that we find ourselves in. It is very overwhelming, right? But Matthew 7, 24 to 27 says this. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvement to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. Rain poured down, the rivers flooded. A tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed on a rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach 
And when a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Oh my goodness. Those are such important words. Amen. Such important words. These words are pretty clear, aren't they? These, this truth that we read has such clarity. And these words are pretty clear because storms of life are the great revealer. They are. Storms of life are a great revealer. Storms don't make us or break us. They just reveal the quality of our foundations. My goodness, that's so true and that's so revealing. And I hope you're listening carefully today about this truth. See, anybody can look strong. Anybody can talk strong, right? Anybody can say and, and pre present themselves a certain way that we presume or, or we think, wow, those people are amazing, right? But all it takes is a good storm to reveal the truth of who we really are, to reveal if we really are strong. Are we all talk or is it truly in our foundation? Is it truly on the inside of us? That's what a good storm does. And the storms that are around us right now, the floods that are around us right now are revealing the real us. And God is trying to help us. He's trying to say, hey, you got to see this. This, this. You're not as strong as you think you are or you are stronger than you think you are. And this environment that we're in right now really helps us understand who we really, really are. See, the same wind and storm came to both of these houses. And the reason one collapsed and the other one didn't was what? The, the wise man was a doer of the word and the foolish man was not. Wow. It's not the storms of life that defeat us. If the storms defeated us, it would defeat us all. Some people face a storm and they're not defeated. Why? Because they built their house upon a solid foundation, rock solid in the word, acting on the word. And others are very much defeated because they are not standing on the word. They're being moved and tossed to and fro and coming up with their own um, agenda or their own way. They think that we can save our house and it's not working, right? The defeated ones may truly be good people, yet their actions do not correspond with their faith. The only way to build a solid foundation is to make God's word your own. Be a doer of the word. Absolutely. See, your flood might be constant strife in your house. Your flood might be broken trust, rebellious teenagers, health crises, divorce, overwhelming debt, right? Ongoing lack. It might be what's going on in our society right now and the fear and the craziness and the anxious mind that's, that's pretty overwhelming, right? And if you're in one of those pretty ships that seems so popular, built for calm seas, there's a good chance it's going to sink. But if you have a, a built a ship that's based on the rock, Christ Jesus, when those storms come, your ship will stay the course. It'll withstand the flood. Isaiah 59, 19 goes on to say, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Thank God. That's the, 
value of making sure God's word is on the inside of you, right? Amen. Trouble comes to us all. Floods will come. But, and the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. And I believe that the, the just just have a big umbrella, right? And, and, and I believe it's so important. See, I'm not trying. Listen as I close. I'm not trying to build a boat that'll last 70 years, 80 years, 90 years. I'm trying to build a boat that'll last generations into eternity. Can you imagine? It took Noah 99 years to build the ark. Imagine the blisters, the splinters, the smashed fingers, the sore muscles, the ridicule, the mockery, right, from other families. You're such a fool, Noah, right? You've lost your mind. Then one day, the thing that made it all worthwhile was that little sound. Drip, 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 drip. Forty days and forty nights of rain. Wow. Suddenly, Noah is bigger than life. Suddenly, Noah's the man, right? Suddenly, Daddy, I'm so sorry I gave you such a hard time. I'm so sorry all these years I didn't believe in what you were doing. How many know Mr. Noah probably felt pretty good about himself at this point? Mom and Dad, you'll be grateful that you stuck it out and didn't give in like you were tempted to. Daddy, thank you for building our family a boat. Thank you, Dad, for building a, a boat to save us from disaster. All these families, good families, they don't have one. But thank you, Daddy, for leading the way. I can't tell you how many times as I got older, how many times I thanked my father for the choices he made for God. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? The choices he made for God and the choices that have affected me, my children, and now my children's children. Now that all hell's breaking loose and it's pouring rain, building an ark doesn't seem so extreme, does it? Parents, there's only one sound that's going to put all of this into perspective. One sound. When we hear the blast of a trumpet, when the trumpet of the Lord sounds and Jesus comes again. Parents, mom and dad, it's not, it's not the time to be lazy or indifferent or comfortable. It's the time to, to be sharp. It's the time to be aware. It's the time to be vigilant. It's the time to recognize that Jesus is coming back and he's coming back soon. There, there were eight people in Noah's family. Noah, his wife, three sons, and their three wives. Noah was the last person on that ark. That shows me that his priority was not himself. It was his family. He made sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And he was the last person on that ark. A 99-year assignment was obeyed and accomplished. See, when you get to heaven and your family is all around you, you'll be so grateful you led the way. You took the heat. You drew the line and you held the line. All the tears, all the hard work, and all the sleepless nights were worth it all. Wow, how powerful is that today? My goodness, so true. 
It'll be worth it all. But we've got to make up our mind. Man, we're in a battle. And we've got to stand our ground. And we've got to draw the line. And we've got to hold the line. And we've got to do this God's way. Now think about this. Think about the key verse that we read, Hebrews eleven seven, that inspired this message today. It says what? By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. My goodness, we can learn and we have learned a lot from the life of Noah. And I want to encourage you, mom and dad. I want to encourage you young adults. I want to encourage you teenagers. I want to encourage everyone listening today to make sure that we take very seriously God's word to us today. Why? Because of our big takeaway. What did it say? Our big takeaway said, making godly decisions for your family stability is not just about today. We can't just live for today. We can't just live for the moment. We can't just live with only this earth in mind and this environment that we live in in mind. Absolutely not. It's about your family's future and it's about your forever. Wow. Being eternally minded, recognizing that God has a plan. Listen, I pray that this message encouraged you today. I pray it challenged you. I pray it was one of those messages in love. We kind of get up in your grill and kind of recognize, wow, there is some things that we need to get a hold of. And I want to encourage you, mom and dad, make the adjustments that you need to make. Make the adjustments in every area. We're in the middle of a storm. We're in the middle of a flood. And, and, and we've only seen the beginning of it. And it's so important that we make godly decisions based on God his will, his plan, and his word. Do it God's way, and you will never be disappointed. Do it God's way, and you and your whole entire household will be saved in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word today. Wow, what a word from heaven to us. I pray, Father God, that we have ears that are hearing today a heart that's willing. Lord, a, a willingness to adapt and adjust, not to what's around us, but Father God, to what your word declares as truth. May we make all the adjustments necessary. May we walk in the center of the center of your will. May we purpose in our heart today, Lord God, to, to, to trust you, that you know how to make our family strong. You know how to keep us safe. You know how, Father God, to make sure that we establish an environment where, where our children and grandchildren can make good decisions. And I pray that every parent, every mom and dad, have a made-up mind to do it your way for your honor and for your glory. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. I pray that this word really challenged you and helped you in a powerful way. I want to make sure that you know Jesus, that you have Jesus living in your heart. The only way that you can be the dad that you need to be to prepare that ark, the only way you can be the mom that you need to be to prepare this ark is to make sure that Jesus lives inside of you. And I pray this message challenged your heart, challenged your life so that you will know that you know that Jesus lives inside of my heart that there is only one way to do this, and it's God's way. 
And, and, and our Heavenly Father said it. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father. Jesus declared it. No man comes to the Father except through me. Let me pray for you. I want you to know that Jesus lives in your heart. I want you to say these words after me today. Pray this prayer out of the sincerity of your heart so that you too can know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Say it with me. Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. I can't do this on my own. Forgive me for my sin. I declare you as my Lord. I believe that you died for me. You shed your blood for me. And I will walk in total forgiveness and walk in your highest and best. Thank you for forgiving me and saving me. I receive eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Be blessed. Continue the conversation online. Let's stay connected. Have a great day. God bless you.